0: "'I'm so unsexy!' Angelina Rossi's voice echoed off the walls of Multimed's boardroom, bringing all ongoing conversation to a sudden halt. That was the last thing Trey Landers expected to hear when he'd hit the conference call button on the newfangled phone system he'd just had installed that week. When his secretary had said the call was urgent— He'd assumed it was from the group of investors his medical imaging company had been courting. The men had gotten stuck in traffic just outside of the Fort Pitt tunnel on their way in from the Pittsburgh airport, delaying their scheduled lunch meeting. Angel? Her response was a long, drawn out sigh followed by What am I going to do? I can't even get my gynecologist to check out the merchandise. Muttering a curse, he scrambled for the phone. Snatching up the receiver, Trey brought it to his ear, naturally expecting the speakerphone to switch over to the handset. It didn't. It had all the bells and whistles he could ever want, according to the sales rep from the phone company. That might be good if he knew how to work the damn thing. He jabbed at buttons, trying to get the speaker to shut off, but all he succeeded in doing was turning up the volume. What's wrong with me, Trey? Okay, so he was called away to deliver a baby, but that's not the point. He lunged halfway across the desk to muffle the speaker, grateful the investors hadn't yet arrived. The men already there were both his business associates and friends. Angel, this isn't a good time. Tell me about it. Her sigh seeped out from under his splayed hand. What does a girl have to do to get her boyfriend to make love to her? It's not so much even the getting part. It's my not wanting to. Trey turned his head to find a half dozen stunned faces, mouths agape, staring at him from across the room. It's not me, he mouthed in his own defense as heat surged up his neck. I'm going to become a virgin again if this dry spell keeps up, Trey. I just know it. He straightened and tugged at the tie Angel had given him the Christmas before, the same one that seemed to be choking him right now. Angel, you've got to help me, she pleaded. Not the Angelina Rossi perfected pout, he thought with a frown. That never failed to get to him. Sweat beaded up on his already tense brow. This really isn't a good time, Angel, I'm in the middle of a meeting right now. Oops, that was followed by soft, feminine laughter. (laughs) Sorry. We'll talk later, when I get home, he said, slowly regaining some of his composure. Great, see you tonight. The phone clicked and a dial tone replaced the honey sweet voice. Life certainly wasn't dull with Angel around. He shook his head as he returned the receiver to its cradle, making a mental note to forget technological advances and go back to his old phone system. What else could go wrong today? He dragged a hand down over his face and turned to look out across his desk. The stunned expressions he'd seen on his friend's faces a moment before were now replaced by knowing grins. She's my neighbor, he attempted to explain, He usually kept his personal life to himself, but Angel's call definitely needed explaining. Some neighbor, one of the men remarked with a chuckle. Wish I was so lucky, another chimed in. Comments were bouncing off the walls. Were they nuts? He'd never think of Angel that way. The fact that they were neighbors in the same apartment complex now was pure coincidence. Nothing more not to mention she was his sister's best friend. Hell, Angel had practically lived at their house during her teen years. Trey couldn't keep the irritation from his voice. There's nothing going on between us. Yeah, that's obvious. She was practically begging you to go to bed with her, another chortled, eliciting more comments from the other men. Laughter reverberated off the newly painted beige walls of the meeting room what are you waiting for, Trey? She's ready to close the deal. A scowl embedded itself in Trey's face, every muscle in his jaw taut. He might have found the whole incident just as amusing if it didn't involve Angel. He straightened and rounded his desk. It's getting late. He made his way across the room to the conference table, taking his place at the head of it. If you gentlemen will please have a seat- His no-nonsense tone succeeded in getting the message across. Any discussion pertaining to Angel was over. The men, coffee cups in hand, moved with tempered grins to their seats. I'd like to go over our proposal one more time before McGuire's group arrives, he told them. Determined to redirect his associate's focus from Angel and her sexual needs, before he gave in to the urge to start rearranging some faces. And that wouldn't be good for business, not good at all.